Welcome to the Peaceful Life Podcast. This is your host, Laura, coming to you from a cottage in the woods in the beautiful mountains of California. Today's guest is Belinda Farrell. She's a Huna practitioner and the author of Find Your Friggin' Joy. I just love that book title. But before we get into the interview, I want to thank everyone who's rated and reviewed this show. This really helps others to find me. Sometimes it's difficult to keep podcasting when you don't know if anyone's out there. I see that there are downloads and I see that there are listens from all over the world and I am so grateful for that. But please drop me a line if you have something to say about the show. Just email laura at thepeaceful.life or join me on Facebook at facebook.com slash peacefulpodcast. Now... Onto the show. Belinda Farrell is the author of Find Your Friggin' Joy, and that's described as discover missing links from ancient Hawaiian teachings to clean the plaque of your soul and reach your higher self. Welcome, Belinda, to the Peaceful Life podcast. Oh, I'm honored. Thank you for having me. So you have such an extensive bio. I just love it. You were an elementary school teacher, TV news reporter, actress, professional stunt car driver, which is amazing. And now you're a certified hypnotherapist, NLP and HUNA practitioner, and reconnective healing practitioner. And I probably left out some things. Oh, hundreds. <laughs> You've had a very full life. And more to come, I'm hoping. <laughs> That's awesome. And what I also found fascinating is you were recruited by the CIA, but dropped out of the program. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, I just didn't have what it took to kill people. <laughs> yeah, it just was a little bit far beyond my my scope. Yeah, I mean, I just finished my Jack Ryan binge. And so I'm sure it's like sensationalized. But I think we have no clue what goes on, right? Yeah, I've been fascinated with a lot of the CIA stuff because it was a good part of my life and it it brought me to Washington DC. I wouldn't have gone there had the CIA not, you know, spent all this money for my security clearance. And that's where I met my then husband and started working for Chuck Percy and mm. when it didn't work out with the CIA. So there's a lot the CIA, you know, was you know, pivotal in my evolution, let's say. Yeah, it's amazing how just little things like that can just bring you in onto a new path, right? Right. Now, I usually ask this question at the end of an interview, but I felt compelled to start this particular conversation with it. How do you define a peaceful life? Well, it's it's an inside job. It's totally an inside job and if it weren't for my for the huna and the way that I do the forgiveness process, I would not feel at peace. I have the chants, the ancient Hawaiian chants, and they are like um, oh, cosmic erasers. They erase things that we um, come to, you know, we, we have judgments during our lifetime, mm -hmm. and they can really run havoc with our life. And so we have to cut cords, you know, we have to cut our judgments away and neutralize right. the way that we're looking at things. And so I do that daily. It's it's a ritual. 
And that's how I find peace because I'm always starting at square one again. Yeah, I have an episode called Release the Darts, which is very similar to that. And it's all these darts that people have thrown at you and have told you what and who you are. And you need to take them out and just release them. It's almost identical to what you're talking about. And that's the Huna teachings that a lot of your book is about. Can you tell my listeners about that ancient program? Well, I was introduced to Huna when I was studying uh, hypnosis. And I went to the island. I hated water. I don't know what I was doing. I thought to myself, what am I doing on this island when I really don't like water? I never went in a swimming pool. I didn't know how to swim well. And then I started having dreams of dolphins. And they were teaching me how to swim in the dream time. And I would wake up and I'd want to go out and be with them. And they helped me to overcome my fear of, of the water. And I just started um, reaching my higher self with these dolphins and with this interaction with the uh, forgiveness process that the Hawaiians were teaching me. And between that and all these other chanting and stuff, I, I just started feeling really good about myself and, and you know, uh, not having so much pain in my body. So a lot of our pain is so emotional. And um, the Huna teachings helped me to heal myself, as you, you know, read in the book. Um, I did the forgiveness process. I started to see myself climbing trees. I just cleared out the pipeline of all the negative thought forms that I had from the past. You have to clear that pipeline away so that you can send up a desire that is free and clear to your higher self. The higher self is what healed me. And I believe that, that that's, you know, it's, you have a super conscious and your conscious mind and then your unconscious mind. And the unconscious is the part that runs our body. And it holds all the emotional thought forms that we have. It has held them there until we get the closure on them, until we feel free and clear of them. So my unconscious kept throwing things up at me for me to, you know, get closure on it. And one of the things that it released was this tiny baby who had felt like she was being thrown out into an abyss, like a piece of garbage. And that was on page 109. I know that. And what I never had a, any idea that a thought was there like that. But when I realized after this baby had been tossed out into this abyss, but had been rescued by these divine hands and then placed safely into the, into the arms of this divine being. I started to, when I woke up from that, I asked my mother, what, what about my birth? Has she not told me? And she never wanted to talk about it. She never wanted to bring up my father. I'd never met my father. But then she finally admitted that she had been taken to three abortion clinics because uh, I was the result of her first sexual experience with my father. Wow. And they, they did get married, but it, again, it was the forced, you know, Catholic thing. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, so that baby just felt like a piece of garbage that nobody wanted. But when I, when I had the hands come and lift me up and I realized that 
I was more divinely loved than humanly loved, then it was okay that there was something greater than myself or greater than the people out there that I that I was loved, that I was viable, that I fought to be here. Um, they couldn't kill me. <laughs> yeah. And you said that the definition of Huna was leading a hurtless life. Right. Um, and you told a story about how you healed your own spine damage with Huna. That was fascinating. Well, again, that's, you know, letting this, all of the thought forms that you've had buried in your body, letting them go letting them rise up and be expelled from the body. And that's what I was doing, especially with that huge one of a child being taken to an abortion clinic that was registered inside that I wasn't worthy to be loved. Mm -hmm. So when you heal that deepest root that, yes, I am worthy to be loved, and yes, I, you know, I am supposed to be here, then the real healing started taking place. And I, and I began to see not only see myself climbing trees, but to feel how good it would feel to have this flexible back and spine that was totally supported. And you have to have a flexible back in order to climb trees. So I just kept seeing myself climbing trees again. And that that thought form got sent up to the higher self. And that got brought down into my physical body. And I healed within days after that. Wow. That's an amazing story. <laughs> yeah, even the scoliosis when you're born, I had to wear a belt for a couple of years. That had disappeared. Well, that's also a tenet of um, NLP, neuro linguistic programming processing. I've seen it both ways. Right. That your ailments are not only a manifestation of something emotional, but also serve you in some respect. Yes. So, for example, if you're working too hard and you're stressed, maybe your hand stops working and you can't type, you know, things like that. When I had done some research into it, I think that's fascinating. So every pain in your body is trying to also tell you something, right? Absolutely. And the little unconscious mind is like about a two-year-old. So when it's giving you these symptoms, it's like having a temper tantrum. You know, listen to me, talk to me, you know, don't bludgeon me, you know, just be gentle with me, you know, touch me kindly, and then I'll respond to you and I'll give you answers. And so you start having a real rapport real conversation with the unconscious which is running your body so part of the back thing was that I wasn't able to stand up for myself you know I was always listening to other people even though I raced cars and I did all these you know really kind of off the edge kind of things right inside and emotionally you know, I still had a lot to prove to myself. I still had to stand up for myself and learn how to take care of myself. Exactly. And, and I have a story about reaching your unconscious mind, too. And it was through an NLP practitioner. I right after my daughter was born, I suddenly uh, started having this intense fear of flying. I oh could not step on an airplane. I had gone to Europe before twice. So I didn't understand it. And so I did some research into NLP and I started working with a hypnotherapist. And it turned out when I kept 
kind of drudging up everything that was going on in my life, that it was connected to three things. One, becoming a new mother, um, because I was suddenly responsible for another human being. Right. Two, at work, I was working on databases of airline crashes. Oh, my gosh. And that didn't even register. It didn't register on a conscious level that this was affecting me. And three, there was the 94 earthquake, which made me feel extremely unsafe. Yeah. So those three things together just kind of rewired my brain and told me that, you know, I can't get on this airplane, even though consciously I had no idea what was going on and I thought I was going crazy. And just working with the practitioner and doing the hypnotherapy basically healed all that and since then I've been back to Europe and have had no problem so that's it's a great way of like you really you have to find these pathways into your unconscious like you said and see what's going on and then fix it that's right so we always are going to have challenges and they're just ways of our body communicating with us you know and in various ways. So I have a challenge now with my shoulder and I love to play tennis and I use it a lot, you know, ping pong, tennis, all these things. And I've had to kind of cut back a little bit. So I'm wondering what this challenge is all about. (laughs) So let's talk about reconnective healing. Right. Tell me exactly what that means and how you use it to heal others or yourself or both. Well, reconnective healing is like, um, again, it's it's another step into a higher consciousness. And I mainly just used HUNA for years and 20 years. That's all I taught. That's all I was interested in. And then my son died. And um, that was just a punch, you know, that I thought I just couldn't recover. And I could barely just cut my own cords and just kind of get by and it was just a horrible time it was about nine years ago and at the same time I had lost all my my savings in a Ponzi scheme so I was having to sell things I was having to move in with my daughter take care of my grandson it was you know you find out who you really are when tragedy or something hits you you just have to keep going because that's it doesn't define you, but you have to work your way through it and create a story that makes it palatable for you to, to live your life. So a friend of mine dragged me to see this movie called The, the Living Matrix, and it featured Dr. Eric Pearl, and it featured um, Dr. Bruce Lipton. And I watched Dr. Pearl not touch this little boy who had had cerebral palsy, He was from Greece. People had given up on him. He was just confined to this wheelchair. He did three short sessions with him of this reconnective healing where he just expands the frequencies that are around the child. And that little boy got out of his wheelchair, and he was out in the playground playing. Wow. And holding a cup for the first time. And I was just, I was, you know, riveted. (laughs) And I I went home and I looked up a practitioner in my area of Santa Cruz. I went and got a session. She didn't know a thing about me. 
The best is not to know anything about you, no history, nothing. Mm. So you, you don't have an agenda with that person. Right. But they're going to get the deepest healing that they possibly can, what they need, not what they want, but something that they need. So anyway, she did a half an hour session with me and I got up and I felt light for the first time. There was joy that had returned to me. I was just, the grief was gone. Mm. I mean, the, the horrific grief. The I mean, horrific, yeah, the really yeah. deep down debilitating grief. Yes, yeah. the mm. debilitating one. And I just was so grateful. I just felt light again. I had another couple sessions. I had my reconnection done. And then I traveled to Chicago where Dr. Pearl was at that time. And I got trained in it came back and started doing it in Hawaii. I've been doing it for about 10 years now. I'm amazed at what people receive because it's usually not something they're expecting. Right. <laughs> and that's the best kind because you get something deeper and something, my gosh, how did you know that? I, I didn't. Mm -hmm. It's the frequencies. It's new light and information. It's expanded consciousness. It just dials you up. That really is what happens. You get dialed up. Sounds amazing, right? And you also said in your book, um, a big part of Huna is mantras and chanting. Um, it's the power of words, correct? Well, it's the sound. It's more of a sound. I swim with dolphins. I just got back from Hawaii. Um, I've been swimming with them for 25 years now. They taught me how to swim. <laughs> and you hear sonar in the water. It's a frequency. It's a really high-pitched frequency, and you hear their chirtles and their chirps, and it just changes your body when you hear, when because all you are is a bunch of frequencies anyway. Mm -hmm. So these are the highest-pitched frequencies of love, unconditional love, and so you can't feel any fear. You just you, you go into a different portal with them. And with reconnected healing, I believe that's what dials you up to a higher frequency like the dolphins. And in Huna, when you chant, you go to those frequencies because the chants have just this amazing, I want to keep saying frequency because it is frequency, but it's not quite energy. It's a, it's a power to transform. I was in a very uh, dangerous situation with my clients when we went to the to swim with the dolphins one day and we were on land and this man came and he was kind of like the dolphin police and he didn't want people to go out in the water and swim with them. So he was threatening and he was very, very tall and I'm not very tall at all. <laughs> and he, you know, he just came up to me and I just started yelling and screaming at me. And all I did was start a chant and I just looked up and I just started chanting and he just went quiet and he turned around and walked away. We never saw or heard from him again. Wow. I That's all. It's like an ammunition. Right. Whenever whenever I get concerned or scared, I'll go into one of the chants. And they're written out in the book. Oh, that's awesome. And how can my listeners find your book? Well, it's on Amazon. Um, it's Find Your Friggin' Joy. And it's also on my website, hunahealing, H-U-N-A healing.com. That's great. And so what does life have in store for you next? Oh, if I knew I'd be. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, my partner and I just moved into a really wonderful new home in Santa Cruz. Mm -hmm. And so we finished decorating and this has been a big thing for me because I've never done that in a house before. I've never done a house from start to finish. Mm, it's so fun. I'm working on that myself right now. So challenging, and but it's been real easy. It, it has been really easy and um, we just have fun. I, I, every day has to be something that you do that's fun or that's that's good for someone else, you know, to help somebody. Totally agree. I teach four levels of Huna, and I teach them in Hawaii, and I also teach them here. There are symbols that I use daily that help me um, with just everyday things and even moving out ghosts or moving out negative thought forms from rooms and houses and furniture and clothes. And it, it's just a great tool to to have under your belt. And if, I, and if I don't use it, I lose it. So I have to practice it daily. And are you still practicing the reconnective healing? Yes, yes. That's I, good that's to know a, because you're a couple hours away from me and we're going to oh, have to talk after the show. Oh, yes, definitely. <laughs> that's yeah. great. Well, thank you so much for joining me and my listeners on the Peaceful Life podcast. I think this gives them a lot of information. I definitely recommend the book, Find Your Friggin' Joy. And I even love the title because even <laughs> that is joyous in its own way. You know, it's happy. Well, I'm just grateful that I have a chance to to be a messenger with this. And I'm thanking you for, for having the opportunity to open things up so that people have a, a way to, you know, to express themselves to other people and help them. So check out Belinda's book on Amazon, Find Your Friggin' Joy. This is Laura, and you've been listening to the Peaceful Life Podcast. I hope that you found your friggin' joy this week and are peaceful in the weeks to come. You are a spectacular human being. Don't ever forget that, and don't lose your joy. Have a great week. Mm -hmm.